Hey everyone and welcome to the Year Was the Podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes today truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred October 21st. Art is something that has gripped our attention in one form or another in all of our lives. All art does this, but what art does this better than that of the world of Disney? From Steamboat Willie to Soul, Disney artists have been defining the look and the feelings of generations. And today, we're going to talk about one of those artists that has impacted the Disney world. The year was 1911, and on this day, October 21st, Disney legend Mary Blair was born. Mary Brown Robinson was born in McAllister, Oklahoma, along with fraternal twin Augusta. Their father was an alcoholic, and the addition of the two children put a strain on the family and its finances. Despite their humble and poor surroundings, the family moved to Morgan Hill, California, when Mary was only seven. From here, at a young age, she discovered a love for art and became determined to not only study it, but to become an illustrator. With this goal in sight, she began to take lessons and entered into art competitions and actually won many of them. During the Depression, she attended Schwinard, I probably messed that up, Art Institute of Los Angeles, on a scholarship, and it was there she met her future husband, Lee Blair. Mary had developed a simple style, and according to magicofmaryblair.com, it hid a sophistication in its composition. She became a member of the California Regionalist School of Watercolor of the 1930s, and developed a style that would be described as abstract. Her early work was kind of dark, and it lacked the color that she would eventually be known for, but along with Lee Blair would make use of watercolor. The couple would struggle during the Depression, and although their work was well received, being displayed in galleries and exhibition halls, they did not make enough to live on. And so they began their search to work in the larger cartoon studios of Hollywood. Lee found work first, leaving Mary to continue her watercolor before the two eventually made their way to the Walt Disney Studio. There she began work as a sketch artist and despite having the freedom to experiment artistically, she began to feel bored and frustrated with her work. On LaughingPlace.com they claimed the reason for this was due to her constantly joining projects already past planning stages. She was only working on preconceived ideas instead of her own work. Added to this was the fact that she was no longer her own boss, and so she decided to leave the studio in June 1941, just one year after joining. So what is there to do next? If you're Mary Blair, you return to your watercolor work. And then you get a call from Walt Disney who tells you that your work has resonated with him and that you've been handpicked to be one of the artists to accompany him on his Goodwill South American tour. With the opportunity for travel, three months after resigning, she was rehired by the Walt Disney Company. And it was really during the South American trip that Blair flourished. Vibrant colors were the basis for her work, and it was here that 
her artistic voice began to emerge and really shine. It was also on this trip that her work so impressed Disney, he appointed her art supervisor for animated films such as Saludos Amigos and The Three Caballeros. She began her animation and color design for the Disney company and over the next decade would work on such films like Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. She also had a hand in films like Dumbo and Fantasia. It wasn't to last though. After the release of Peter Pan, Blair resigned the Disney company for a second time and began to work as a freelance graphic designer. During her time away, she began to illustrate a series of little golden books, the most popular of which was I Can Fly. And she did this until 1963 when Disney came calling again. Walt Disney convinced her to work on the 1964 World's Fair in New York, and her designs for It's a Small World would later be adapted for a ride at the Disney parks. So, you have Mary Blair to thank for that. Eagle-eyed visitors can also spot Blair as the little girl holding the balloon halfway up the Eiffel Tower. She continued to paint and create murals for Disney, including one in the Tomorrowland Promenade, and even illustrated Disney cards for Hallmark. Having been living in New York after her second Disney departure, the Blairs moved back to California where she stayed until her death by cerebral hemorrhage. In 1991, she became one of the first women to receive the title of Disney legend posthumously. In 2011, Google honored her with her very own Google Doodle. And in 2014, the Walt Disney Family Museum displayed her work in exhibition that's going to do it for us today if you like this podcast and want to hear more give us a rate and a review that helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all if you're watching this on youtube you can find the year was audio version on your podcast app of choice you can find me on social media and at youtube at the apple cider club and as always i want to thank the tim kreitz band for our musical theme and thank you for listening we'll see you next time Come <laughs> on.